Welcome to another episode of Unshakable Marriage Podcast, where we have real conversations to take your relationship to the next level. In today's episode, we are discussing blended families. Let's face it, life happens and there are many reasons why we find ourselves having to form a new family. Either you've been divorced, widowed, or um, you, you had an unplanned pregnancy early on and now you are getting married. So today we'll be giving you tools on how to blend the family well. Yeah, to, we'll be looking at how to lay the foundation for, for blending a family because there are many challenges that can come with blending a family that can even overpower the love that you have as a couple and the care that you want to give your children. When you look at King David's family, you can see how sticky it can get. Yeah, David's first wife was Michal, the daughter of King Saul. And then later on, he had almost uh, 30 more wives, uh, the last one being Bathsheba. So David was trying to mix, bring together, to blend a very, very big family with concubines in between. And when you look at the effect of that on the children, we see anger, we see incest, we see rebellion, we see rape, and we see all manner of ills in that family. So it's important that those who are blending families must take a lesson here and have a roadmap on how to blend their families in a way that adds value to everybody involved. Mm -hmm. So the first thing would be to lay a foundation for a blended family. Yes, a great foundation is very important because it's on, it's on that foundation that you're going to build to give yourself the, the best chance of success. I think it's important to start planning how a blended family will function before the marriage even begins because you may find that a couple is very excited to to come together and celebrate their love, but then they have not given much thought and consideration to the children. So it's, it's important to have a plan on how that can happen. Some step-parenting relationships are wonderful and they fill a vital role in the, in the family. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes the step-parents can be close and even closer to children than even their biological parents. So when you're blending a family, you know, that can be rewarding. Blending a family is both rewarding and challenging at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's important to have some guides that are going to help you along the way. And we want to share a few that I believe will be helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think um, let's begin with the changes. You know, when you're making too many changes at once, that can really unsettle the children. The understanding here is that there is going to be changes and the changes are going to be uh, very drastical because you are blending uh, two families. We are, we are bringing together two families. But then as much as you can, you don't want to make the changes too radical and drastical, but you want to make them incremental to accommodate the children in them. And I think in that, consider the time. 
you know, um, if the the divorce is just quite recent, it would be wise to just wait a little bit and give yourself time to go through that period and allow the children to grieve the loss of the marriage before you move them into the next one. Yeah, because the danger, I think, of uh, bringing a new person, uh, someone now that you expect the children to give, you know, this honor and this respect to before they finish mourning their their mother or their father is that they close their their spirits towards the person because the person came too early in their emotional journey of recovery. So the timing at which you introduce a new person is very important. We find that you know in, in most cases where relationships um, come a little bit quicker than the children expected, they become very suspicious of the person coming in. They feel that they could be the reason why their parents' marriage broke up in the first place. Yeah, in cases of divorce, you'll find those suspicions because in the remember in the child's mind, they have their biological parents as the authority in their life. So when you introduce someone else much much earlier, then they begin to you know, blame the person for whatever misfortune has been there, whether it's death or whether it's divorce. Mm-hmm. So give yourself time. And um, obviously this will depend from person to person, but it's usually recommended that a minimum of two years after divorce is what you should consider. Yeah, the the, the, the question of time really is when you are ready and the people are ready at different times and different seasons, but then take the time you need to mourn. But once you have finished mourning, you will know when you are ready. Uh, and then you, you you come into it now when you are emotionally stronger than you have been. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, do not expect results overnight. You know, um, you found love, you are excited about this person, and you really want your children to be on board with this new relationship. And if they are not immediately, you know, don't be disappointed, but rather allow yourself. Um, the time and, you know, really expect that it may take some time for other children. You know, every family has its own rhythm. The old family has had its rhythm that the children were used to. And now you've got a new family. There's going to be a new rhythm that everyone needs to adjust to. So you want to, you know, accommodate and patiently accommodate everybody until they are in sync with the rhythm of the new family, the culture of the new family that we are now developing, and so that they are able to to pace up with the pace of the new family. And also love and affection, they do take time. They develop over time, right? Yeah, it it, it takes time for the children to open up to you. And sometimes the spouse, you know, also for them to to be at ease with the children Mm -hmm. so that they can be the mother that they need to be or the father that they need to be to the children, that will require time. Mm. And you've got to you factor that in when you think about when the best time will be for you to begin to see the fruits of all the investments you've made. Yes. 
So it's important to allow everyone that time they need to be in sync with the new family rhythm. Yeah, you may give a lot of time, energy, love and affection to your new partner's children that may not be immediately returned, but you've got to be patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, things don't happen in a hurry here and, you know, have a, a long view of the, of, the, of the marriage, you know. Say to yourself that the results will come sometime in the future and in that way, then you are not in a hurry to immediately see certain responses and certain results before their time. Mm-hmm. And while on that point, it will be important to make the parental changes before you guys get married. So it's important to have that discussion ahead of time and say, how will that look like for us now as a new parent? Because we parent differently, don't we? So yeah, we are different. You know, you come from a different way of doing it now. You're blending two methods. You need to agree um, ahead of time and then make those changes before you come together because if you don't, you run the risk of the children hating the new partner, thinking that they are bringing those changes and change is always unpleasant. Yeah, that's true. So you've got to discuss your style of parenting, how it's going to be, and the children need to be in on, on that. Um they need to understand how you're playing the game now because a lot of those things may be completely different from what they've known and how they've known you to go about certain things because you need to have your own new agreement mm-hmm. with your now spouse that you're blending with and the children need to be in on that. Mm-hmm. Don't allow ultimatums is another one. This usually happens a lot, you know, where the children... And the new spouse, you know, everyone wants their own place in your heart. And everyone demands that it's me or the other person. How do you handle that? Yeah, in, in many of these blended families, you, you find that one parent will feel caught between the children and the, and the spouse. Where either the spouse says, it's me or them, or the children says, it's us or him or her, and then you feel then that you are caught in between, and so you've got to choose one side. But it does not have to be like that. Everybody needs to know that they will have their time, and they do have their place that no one else can occupy. And and therefore, you don't need to be choosing one against the other, because you are all part of one big family. You are all part of a team. Mm-hmm. So you may need to constantly communicate that to say that, you know, all of you, I want both sets of people in my life. All of you are important and therefore will consider everybody, how they feel and navigate that. And and one way of doing this is to just spend some time with the children alone. Spend time with your biological children. Spend time with the blended children. Spend time with your spouse. And in so doing, you get to understand what each one of them need. And then we are able to position them and position their need in the family agenda Mm -hmm. so that no one is left behind. Because remember, some people are extroverts, some people are introverts. You may find that there's a child who's got needs that they are not able to communicate 
who loses every time against a child who is always communicating their need and you may give attention to the child who's an extrovert and ignore the one who's an introvert. Mm -hmm. But if there's a, a rotational system where each one has got their time with you and you both, and the two spouses commit to that, I think it will help the, the blending of the family. Mm. You know, a friend of mine put this in perspective for me. She's the first of five children. And when their mother passed on, um, their father married within nine months, you know, and married a woman who also has five children. And they lived in a three-bedroom house. Now six new people are coming in. And it just became crowded overnight, you know. So those conditions, they really present a very um, unpleasant, something that the children are unable to move past in the immediate and really in the near future because all of a sudden you were sharing a three-bedroom house as siblings and now there is five more people to share with, you know, so you have strangers, the space is quite tight, and all of those things, I think, if you are considering blending a family as a parent, you need to consider that, you know, it can't just be, I am happy and everybody else must see to, to, to their own, you know. Yeah, then the changes that you bring in a new blended family, as much as possible, you don't want them to be too far removed from the conditions that the children have known before. So the changes you bring, you you want to really put an effort to make them to be as close as possible to what the children know. Because, hey, this is a new environment, new situation, so there is change anyway mm-hmm. without you doing anything. So you don't want the change to be so big for the children that now it becomes a sort of a, a battle and a very high mountain for them to climb. Because then in, in that way, there's a way in which they are going to give up on the pressure, on this project of a blended family. Mm-hmm. So on that, um, not allowing ultimatums, you know, it really came to that where the children were like, it's either, it's either you're choosing us or the new family. And the choice was the new family and the children were scattered. You know, so I think that there wasn't enough consideration initially for everybody concerned to actually look at how this will play out and how it will affect everybody. It's just like uh, in cases of divorce. You know, the parents always are sometimes naive to think that the children will just adjust Mm -hmm. or the effect of uh, this new life is not going to affect the children much because they are children, it will be easy on them. But it's not true. You know, children are affected by these changes and and these transitions as much as adults and sometimes more than adults. It's just that they may not have the language to be able to express that for you to understand. But Mm -hmm. the effect, in spite of it being uncommunicated, 
is still there and you may find that sometimes the children are drowning in it. Mm-hmm. So you want to be careful when you do all of that, that you accommodate the children. You always want to make sure that they have a buy-in of whatever move you are going to take, especially where they are going to be directly affected. Mm-hmm. And this brings us to our next point, which is insist on respect. You you can't force everybody to like each other, but then you can insist on everyone respecting each other. Yeah, the idea of uh, respect is important because children who share the same biological parents have some sort of rivalry between themselves, which is understood in the con- in the context of their proximity to one another and living into each other. But now when you bring in a new set of children or a child that's, that they, co- they don't know, who is a stranger completely to them, you should expect that that rivalry may even be intense. And so you want to accommodate that, expect it, and then plan for it and put in place uh, measures that are going to contain it. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for, for, for us to then limit our expectations on that note, you know, because we, we have, especially when you come from a divorce situation, most of the time you're divorcing and you're leaving the spouse because things were not so rosy. And now you have a new partner with the hope that things will be better this time. And expectations can really be high, especially for your children, because you may feel that they are now working against your new dream when they are not fully on board. So you may need to adjust your expectations there. Yeah, you you need to be fair about what will happen and and the timelines as well. The gains or the results, the positive results, may not always be positive. They may not always be encouraging, and they may also not always be immediate. Mm-hmm. So you've got to uh, have a big picture view of everything. Uh, and I think you, you need to be intentional, even though sometimes you're imperfect. And being intentional and being consistent in your intentionality is going to help your efforts over time to give you the kind of results that you're looking for. And then you'll find that you even get a buy-in, a quicker buy-in, both emotional and expressed from the children to be part of the project that we are doing. And then also you carry them along to whatever destiny that you've designed for the family. And you also need to adjust your, your expectations with the other partner's children. You know, you may giving you may be giving all the love, the attention and everything you feel they need, and the response may not be as positive as you expect. And you know, you need to give it time and adjust your expectations about what you think should be happening and how they should be responding and how long that will take. Yes, it's just like developing any other relationship anyway. It takes time. And if you're serious about it, you're going to be intentional about it. In spite of the results that you're getting, 
and you're going to have to look into the future sometimes, an unknown future for the results that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, understand that with human beings, nothing happens uh, easy and not everything happens immediately, especially mm-hmm. when you're investing in a relationship. Sometimes the results of your positive efforts may be seen in a, after a year or two years and sometimes even 10 years down the line. Mm-hmm. So uh, given the right support, children should gradually adjust to the prospect of marriage and being part of a new family. So it's your job to communicate openly, to meet their needs for security, and to give them plenty of time to make a successful transition as you plan the family. Thank you for listening to the Unshakable Marriage Podcast. Be sure to join us when we bring you our next episode. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, read and support it by clicking the link on the episode notes. Until next time.